Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Welcome in, everybody. Episode 6, Fire the Cannon, a Brookhill Guard Athletic Podcast. Jeremy Everett here with you, and a little bit of a different episode today. It's it's senior trip week. It's the bye week for all of our uh, athletes. Volleyball play Saturday, but we'll talk about that in a minute. So a little bit of a different episode as I'm joined today by the man, the myth, the legend, the voice of the Brookhill Guard, Brett Swinney. Brett, how are you? Man, I'm doing good. Um, you know, just kind of recovering from the weekend, just... Had a lot of relaxing. getting back in the groove this week is uh is has been difficult, but a lot of good things to talk about. Uh, especially this last Friday night's football game uh, was a great great time, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. It's funny because you mentioned that getting back into the groove. I woke up this morning. We're recording this on Monday, and I I woke up Monday morning and I was like, man, it's the bye week. I feel like I got to go to work. I guess I got to do everything except play a football game this week. So. Uh, I had to kind of get my mind right around that. You you kind of get in that bye week mode, and it's like, well, everything else has to happen still. So I guess we don't just come to school to play football, as uh, uh, I think Jameis Winston once famously said. Uh, he he comes to class to play, or he, he comes to school to play. He didn't come to school to play class. Sorry, let me get that one right. Um, you mentioned the football game, and, and I want to get there, but I do want to make note of a few other things uh, coming up soon. Of course, homecoming week next week at Brook Hill. Uh, is October the 6th, Friday, October 6th, we'll be hosting uh, Arlington Grace Prep uh, in what could be a very entertaining football game. Got to see a little bit of film on those guys already, and um, it'll, be, it'll be a fun one. Uh, we, we should uh, be okay, but it'll be a little more entertaining than we thought. But October 6th is homecoming, October 9th, uh, Founders Day at Brook Hill, honoring uh, Bart and Christy LaRocca. Jonathan Evans, who is the chaplain for the Dallas Cowboys, and also the son of Dr. Tony Evans, if you know Tony Evans, um, will be speaking at Founders Day. That's on Monday, October 9th. And then Monday, October 16th, the Brook Hill Golf Classic, the 27th annual Brook Hill Golf Classic uh, that that uh, raises funds for the athletic department. Jeremy, um, how's, your, how's your golf game? It's not good enough. I'm not going to win the tournament. Um, yeah. But it'll be fun. It'll be a great time. If you want to come out and make fun of the coaches playing golf, there's a couple of us, that, a, a couple of them that can play, I should say that. Coach Agnew. Uh, hands down the best golfer on the staff. Coach Harrison likes to think that he can, but he's he's not there yet. Um, but that's that's Monday, October 16th. Um, all these things going on. Uh, if you want to come to Founders Day, obviously make it the trip out. Brookhill families especially. Man, you guys know how important Founders Day is to honor Steve DeMint, but also honor uh, those who have um, meant so much to the school. And Barton and Christy LaRocca, I was actually talking to someone at the school today. Their, their kids came to Brookhill later. Uh, in their school careers, I guess. I think Nick was an, a freshman when he came. Um, but we have that nice covered facility out there, the, the La Rocca Athletic Development Center. Um, so the things that they've helped us out with there, coming on to them. And here, Jonathan Evans. Uh, Brett, I, don't, I, I didn't know a lot about Jonathan Evans, and I still really don't, but I know he's the – there's two th- ways of thinking here. Um, he's the chaplain for the Cowboys, which means he definitely has to get his prayer life right because the Cowboys need a lot of prayer. But – also is the son of Dr. Tony Evans to hear him speak. And I know that a lot of people have heard him and they're excited about that. So um, 
come out and do that. You can contact the school for more information, 903-894-5000. And if you want to play in the Golf Classic, uh, contact my wife at the athletic department, 894-5000, extension 5000. Or you can email her at the letter T Hubbard at brookhill.org. Uh, a lot of sponsorship activities. You can play as an individual, as a team, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, you have a couple weeks to do that. We're going to have Coach Dawkins on next week to talk about that. Uh, that's a, It's a huge fundraiser, Brett. I know you haven't been part of this before, but when you think about the fact that Coach Dawkins is responsible for raising every dollar that athletics spends, a golf tournament's a great way to do it. And it's hands down the biggest fundraiser we do. We, we won't tell him, but he does a pretty good job, Jeremy. We won't, we won't want to give his, his ego any more of a boost, but – he does a really good job with you guys' sports program. I've, I've known Coach Dawkins personally uh, pretty much my entire life. I actually had his wife as my pre-K teacher when I was uh, four and five years old. So we go way back. And so uh, getting to work uh, with you guys over there at Brook Hill and, and Coach Dawkins, I mean, he's he's hands down. I know he, he enjoys his job. He travels a lot. And he's always out trying to get kids to come to, to Brook Hill. And, and, but he does a really good job at it. He really does do a great job, and I think people who have been around Brook Hill for a while know how important he has been to not just the athletic department, but the life of the school and what's going on there. So all those things are coming up, uh, so so make sure and stay tuned to our social media accounts and all that good stuff uh, to find out information about that. Speaking of social media, uh, well, maybe not so much social media, but Brett, let's talk a little bit about NetSN and what you guys have going on because uh, we're going to talk about football specifically in a minute, but uh, you guys are going to be heavily involved in Brook Hill the next few weeks with some broadcasts of both football and then I think even some volleyball broadcasts coming up soon. Yeah, um, the volleyball broadcast, I think the next one we have is uh, the All Saints game. I think that's the 10th. All I right, believe there. so. Yeah, uh, October so. 10th, uh, Keith will be doing, will be broadcasting out there. Um, the uh, big crosstown rivalry between All Saints and Brook Hill have that live on NSN. Um, and then to be the October 20th volleyball game. That will be the Dallas Christian game. We'll have a double header that night. We'll have volleyball and football. I'm probably going to be involved in that in some, some form or fashion, but um, we'll see. It's going to be a uh, power pack night on NSN. We'll have volleyball and football. So busy night. So it's going to be volleyball, tailgate, football. Mm, a lot of good food in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to need it as uh, probably going straight over there after work. So no time to stop. So, Get the volleyball game, get you guys a win, and then head over there to the uh, football game. Get so I didn't food. get to ask you this. Did, did you get to go to the tailgate before the game Friday? Oh, yes. Friday? Oh, yes. Okay, so I didn't run out of gas this time. So I got there <laughs> at plenty of time to uh, take my look around, and, and I got some good pulled pork from oh. one of the vendors. Then oh. I went over and got some Chick-fil-A nuggets. Those are oh. never – you can't ever go wrong there. Um, also had some, some mac and cheese, some chips, cookie cake was a, was a, I went back to the cookie cake place. Uh, it was almost out. I think uh, all those little kids almost ate it all before I got a chance to do that. But, uh, yes, but, um, yeah. And even stuck in a cookie. So our whole crew got to eat this time. Yeah. Vince was there. He got, he got there in time for food this time. And, and, uh, so our whole crew got fed and we even got some, some after the game, uh, pizza with you guys there. So, we yeah. left. I left probably about ten pounds heavier after the game. Well, like I told you before, you got to walk up the bleachers a few times, so that'll take the weight off of you. Um, it, it's funny because I, I did text you after the game and say, "Hey, are you still around?" Because uh, one of our coaches and, and our Brookfield people know that Coach David Collins. He's not the most uh, 
technologically advanced uh, coach on our staff. He's not the worst, but he's not also not near the top. But um, I asked you could fix his app, and of course, you had that magic touch as soon as you just walked in the room. His app was working all of a sudden. Um, but there is an app that people need to download, the NetSN app, and I actually got a couple of our coaches on there that weren't on there yet, and I actually noticed, Brett, I, you and I do a, a show each week where we talk about the picks and that kind of stuff, but when I was going through the Pick'em leaderboard from last week, um, mm-hmm. there was actually a lot of Brookhill people I recognized on there, which I thought was was pretty awesome. Um, I'm looking at Chris Bell's name on here, uh, who's got a, a – a, Now, is that went- senior or junior? I wonder. Well, I think this is junior. I think Chris is one who went to Brook Hill and now his daughter's at Brook Hill. Okay. Uh, I see. I, uh, I grew up playing golf against Chris Bell, so I've known the Bells yeah. a long time. He can uh, play a little golf. He, I, I can say I have beat him before, but it was a long, long time ago. He got really <laughs> good, and I, I kind of went the basketball way and didn't do as much golf, but uh, very good family there. Some Somebody you know very well, Tony Vining, of course, uh, Brook Hill family now, Tyler Vining's dad. Um, our app Leland, creator, our app developer. Tony the Vine. app developed. I, you know, I try not to tell people that, Brett, because I don't want people to bug him. But we're going to bug him. <laughs> but he does do that on it. It's his. That's part of his job. And so I've I've actually had several people comment and ask about the app and and uh, got some referrals over to him. So, but yeah, he Tony's done a great job with the app and and it's been very patient with me. I've been I'm you know I'm like ooh let's do this and let's do this and then I got all these people that like you know oh let, can we add this? Can we add the Twitter feed to the yeah, can we add? I mean, all these, <laughs> these these people that I I won't name them, but uh, but yeah, yes. we got lots of things planned for the app, and he's he's done a great job so far, and we got lots of things uh, coming up on it as well. And then of course Leland Watley, uh, one of our former coaches, who's one of our chaplains now, he's on there. So a lot of Brookfield families get on that app, but NetSN app, man, you can check it all out: scores, pickums, uh, rankings each week. Um, all the game broadcasts are linked in there, so if you want to go back and watch a game, do that. And uh, I think you you had mentioned there's maybe a new update coming this week with some change some some changes. Yeah, we have. Yeah, just uh, we had an issue, and and we'll we'll give a shout out to our man Professor Diggs out there in the DFW. He's uh, a buddy of ours, and he uh, actually found the bug where he didn't get his pick in by the time the Thursday game. If there was a Thursday game on a pick him, it wouldn't let him submit the rest of them. Which, I mean. Maybe he should have gotten his picks in earlier. That's probably what we would have said. But um, neither, neither, at least to say, you should be able, still be able to pick the other nine. So we're going to get that fixed in an update this week. So that way, um, if there is one of those games where maybe it's an early start and you forget to get your apps pick submitted, you'll you'll take the L on that one. But at least you'd be able to, you know, get the other nine. We don't want to have anybody making excuses. We got plenty of those on our uh, on our show. <laughs> make excuses on why their picks are wrong. Yeah, that's uh, Beast from the East. Is is a uh, the show that comes out on Wednesday morning, uh, I get to be on that quite often. That's making picks for the upcoming week. And then on Wednesday night live, we talk about the game from the prior week, um, as well as uh, the rankings are released for that week. And uh, Brook Hill has been on the pick a few times this year. Atlanta, this past week we were on there. And uh, I think the Grace game was on there and Faith, I think. So we've been on there three out of, three out of five games. Yeah, yeah, we try to include some of our netizen schools in the pickums, especially on, you know, games that are that are going to be a good competitive game. Of course, the Atlanta game was a really good one. The Grace game was a really good one. Um, so yeah, I, I foresee a couple more uh, times you guys being on the on the pickum list. Uh, we try to pick the the best games around the area, and uh, those are the ones we go over. 
And then we wrap them up, like you said, every Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. live. Uh, it's interactive again, so you can come on and chat with us and and uh, let us know how bad you think our picks were. Or maybe you did a good job this week and you want to brag about how good you did. You can come on the show and, and uh, chat with us. We'll, we have some people that come on every week, uh, Eddie and and Derek and some of our faithfuls that are on every week. But come join us on, on Wednesday night. Uh, I will say, talking about the chat, though, Jeremy, uh, it was live the other night. Uh, I don't know if you got to see that when you watch the game back, the the game chat and all the the different places that were represented. Um, and you had both teams, the Atlanta fans were on as well. So it was, it was a good mixture of, of everybody just wanted to hear and, and see a high school football game and that aren't able to be there. So that's the kind of – that's the kind of stuff that we love to see, um, and that's why we do it. You know, and I think what was cool about that is is you and I have had – we had a conversation about it this weekend, but also uh, Coach Ryle's big on this. He wants the games out there, not just for our local people, right? Like Coach Ryle has family in Illinois, and his brother was watching the game. We saw him in the chat. But we have so many boarding students whose families get to watch. I know that Aaron Pecorino's dad um, watches every week that it's on, and it's, you know, eight hours ahead. So he's watching the game at – three, four o'clock in the morning and, and involved in the chat. Lucas Chaji's dad, I know, was in there. Marcelo always has a lot of people in there. Uh, Yona has people in there, too. So it's been cool to, to see how that's happened. And, and you and I had this talk, and I 100% agree with you. It kind of validates everything that, that we're doing here, making this so such a big deal to get our games out there, to have the podcast, to have all this stuff. Because you want people who, who don't necessarily get to be close to the situation to feel like they're a part of it. And, and that's what we're doing. Well, and it's something too that you can sell when you're recruiting these kids to come over. You know, the parents. I'm sure it's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to, get to see my kid do this or that. Hey, we have a relationship with NSN. You know, we're going to have games on. You're going to be able to watch. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that that can help you guys. And we want to see it help you guys because that's what we're here for. Um, you know, we're not the school. Isn't, we're not affiliated with the school. We just we're Workhill is one of our main schools that we cover and and. Um, but that's the reason why we do it. It's extra special with you guys because of the boarding students. Uh, but we have done games for other towns. We've had Lindale and some others. We've had people from Maine and California and all these that have families and cousins and nephews and uncles that are all over the place that would never probably ever get to watch their family play, um, but they're able to do so. And that's that's what the reason we started doing this is, is for those people, not the ones that are going to sit at the home on Friday and not come to the game. Cause you'll still get some of those, but yeah. mostly because of the fact that there are people that aren't able to come, like maybe a grandparent, a great grandparent that can't get out of the house, can't calm the bleachers that can't be there, but they're able to watch uh, their grandchild play. And so that's the reason why we do it. And, and, and getting to see the chats is why I try to get people to, to every, every game, Hey, where are you from? Where are you? Who are you watching? Where are you watching the game from? We like to know that kind of stuff, just because it's good to know there's people behind the the video. Like we 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 can't talk to them on the air as we're doing our broadcast, but it allows us to interact with them and and give them shout outs on there and and just you know and then the kids go back and watch it. Like you guys go back and watch the film, and they're able to see that someone's watching them um, and getting to watch them. So I, I think that's just a the best part about the whole thing. Well, it was cool to see the chat and the pride that those families had in their kids. It was, it was amazing. Um, let's talk about the game. Uh, it was a, it was one of the funnest games I've been part of. Honestly, uh, I thought the grace game two weeks ago, even though we lost was one of the better games I've been a part of at Brook Hill. 
in terms of the competitiveness and the flow of the game and all that kind of stuff. But then Friday took the cake in this one because Atlanta was a team that beat us last year uh, by five points, and they won. They, they took the lead with like 12 seconds off last year. This was when we kind of had marked on the calendar. This is a team that, that, Brett, you know from being in East Texas, they were looked at as one of the contenders in East Texas to make it out of their region. And they've had some things happen. Maybe they're not as, as strong as we thought they were, but they were a, a big, physical, very fast football team that was going to be a challenge for us. Um, and really, we had a bunch of guys that that answered the bell, right? They they um, were able to, to, man, really make some things happen. And, and let's start at the top we can kind of talk about the game in general, but it kind of started at the very first drive when Atlanta was kind of moving the ball. We had them in third and 11, third and 12. They got just enough of the first down. They were doing just enough to get there. Mm-hmm. They, they're driving on our end of the field, and we get a huge turnover. Dylan Oates gets a huge turnover on the fumble. And uh, from there, really, the defense especially just kind of turned it on. Yeah, the defense, I mean, I mean, we've talked about this on numerous occasions. Vince and I, you know, talk about it on air is the defense and special teams for you guys – really do a great job of when your offense struggles at times, keeping you in the game, making those plays. You talked about the fumble. Um, the play to me that changed the whole game was the the punt block. Um, block punt that was recovered. They gave it to him at the one. It looked like it was in the end zone on the replay. Um, but either, either way, <laughs> either, either way, I mean, it was easy points for you guys and – that's where I think when we we got the idea in the booth, well, man, Burkill can really win this game. Like, you know, yeah. we we kind of came into the game thinking you guys had a chance at it. But when you come down to it, they had a lot of speed. And so you can't teach that. You can't teach the speed. But I think you guys did a good job of playing where you needed to be, staying home, and only let them break out a couple times. Their tailback broke out a couple times and, and got a lot of yards. But um, for the most part, Y'all were able to contain their speed and keep them in front of you. And uh, the special teams, man, uh, a Zigbee. Uh, I know we're going to talk about him, but, man, that kid. If, if, if you're listening to this and you're looking for a kicker at the next level, you've got to be looking at this kid because, I mean, I don't know at any level of game that we've done this year or any of the last several years, I've seen a kid with just a natural leg like that. And it's a, it's a high ball and it's deep on ever on your kickoffs, on the extra points, field goals. I mean, he was incredible. The belt was great. We loved the belt. I'm not sure what the belt (laughs) meant. He, you should, he should have kept the belt the whole week because he, he really was, he, he was, and he was into it. You, I've never seen a kicker, with that much energy and enthusiasm, like he was just absolutely loving it, and the team loved it. You know, here's what's funny is you mentioned special teams, and we'll, and we'll get to that as a whole. But uh, you know what? Let's just start there. So Osagi's two for three from field goal attempts on Friday night. The one he missed was a 50-yarder at the end of the first half. We're just trying to get it close enough to maybe get some points, right? And, and he had the distance. It was probably good from 60, Brett. I mean, I'm just being honest yeah. with you. He just misses it wide left. I mean, when you're trying to – I want a replay. I want a replay of it because it looked good from there. I mean, it, well, it had to be close. I mean, we saw the end zone. It was it was close. I mean, we saw the end zone view, but it was definitely close. But then he's two for two on extra points again, and two more touchbacks against a team that, when they had a chance to run out of the end zone, they did. They put a guy five yards deep in the end zone the whole time. Like they were, 
they were wanting to run the ball out, and he still found a way to keep them in the, in the end zone a couple of times. But to me, the biggest thing he did was the onside kick. That was a, that was great. It, it was amazing. I mean, first off, Osagi's like six foot seven. I don't know, he's six five, whatever. But he he it was so nonchalant, and I don't mean that negative way. I mean like they had no idea we were fixing an onside kick. We had just taken the lead again. We just extended it to twenty one to twelve, and then all of a sudden, Coach Rao gives Coach Harrison the okay to go for the onside kick, and he just kind of rolls it out there, and then goes and gets it himself. Like, he just stuck that big, long arm out there and brought he it in. Sucked, he just sucked it in. It was unbelievable. I almost, like, need, I almost need to see him at receiver, Coach. I need I need him to, I mean, throw it up to him in the end zone, and let's get him a touchdown before the season's over. Well, not to mention, do you want to see that guy run a jet sweep if you're on defense? I mean, really. <laughs> you don't want to see Osaki coming at you on a jet sweep. Um, but you mentioned, somebody said to me this week, or, or this weekend, I was like, man, you think Osagi could kick it like this? No, yeah, he could kick it SFA. He can kick it Georgia. Did you watch the Clemson game Saturday? They literally lost the game because a kid missed a 30-yarder. Osagi would have had it by 35 more. Like, yeah, he can kick anywhere. And the great thing about it is, Brett, me and you have talked about this. He, he's been doing it for a little over a year. Like, he doesn't even understand how strong he is to use that leg yet. Like, he, no. there's so much more in there. The question um, is, is he playing soccer? Coach Agnew's hoping he stays on the basketball floor. <laughs> well, um, I mean, but yeah, but they they play they can play both, right? It'd be really tough. Um, I don't know. But, just, just with that leg, I mean, my goodness. Yeah, I, I I just man, the kid's a Division One kicker, and he doesn't even, you know, he he is in the last few months worked at it more and more, which is why you've seen the success he's had. But I'm not sure he even understands how good he is yet. Like. It's it's um, you're right. I've seen a lot of games at different levels. Unbelievable what he's doing. But Osagi, but but the block punt, right? I mean, we've done that a few times now. I think it was um was it the Lifeo game? I guess you guys were at where we blocked the punt and almost scored. Um, yeah. And so uh, Marcelo Martinez blocked the punt. We had the the block. I mean, Coach Harrison, man, what a huge get for us on our staff uh, as a former head coach and being able to just kind of see things from a different point of view, but. I heard somebody ask him today, how like how'd that come about? How'd you know that was gonna happen? And he just said, I just noticed on film they they block it like they do their offensive line, and we knew they fanned and they weren't gonna have but you know enough people in the gap. And he just set it up perfectly and, and Marcelo went and got it. It was a touchdown. They didn't call it one, but you've seen the video and you sent me the video and it was whatever. clearly yeah, that, that video we had was clearly you could see yeah. there was no no point where they covered covered the ball out of the end zone. It was in there. I mean Yeah. So we scored two plays later, no harm, no foul, whatever. Um, but it just – the special teams and defense, I, I did visit with Coach Rao a little bit about this, knowing that the defense and special teams, the way those two units have played over the last few weeks has made it so much easier on the offense to just not have to press, not have to force things. And it, it changes the game when you know you have those two phases uh, whoop because especially special teams, that's – I know that – shout out to Coach Joey Wilson, who was here a few years back. We knew that when Joey came in, when Coach Wilson came in, he put such an emphasis on special teams that a lot of teams don't do. And 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 I don't mind sharing this. We we, we have a, de- a dedicated 15 to 20 minutes of special teams every single day. And then on Thursday, we're spending probably close to 30 or 45 doing it. And that doesn't seem like a lot necessarily 20 minutes a day, but there are teams, Brett, you know this, that don't do any special teams until Thursday when yeah, the walker. Well, and, and, it, and it shows out there, too. I mean, uh, I, 
getting to watch you guys play. This is, you know, the second game now. We've got several more coming up. But uh, the special teams have been a difference. Like, Atlanta lost points because they couldn't put the ball between the uprights. For sure. Points that were, were vital in them being able to stay in the ball game at times. And so, and, and you guys are able to line it up out there. And either you go for your, your swinging gate, you know, two-point conversion, which has been pretty successful as well. Uh, the jump pass. Oh, for, yeah. to McNeil to McNeil for the uh, two point that was that was impressive. Um, if you start thinking about the points off special teams, right? <laughs> just alone, the block punt touchdown is seven. Uh, the two field goals is another six. That's thirteen. He made two extra points. That's fifteen. The jump pass is two more. Seventeen. Seventeen points you can credit directly to special teams. I mean, and then you take away the three extra points that they miss. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at a 20 point swing because of special teams. I mean, That's if huge. we're going to invest 20 minutes a day to get a 20 point swing, we'll do that every week. <laughs> Maybe you should double it if you're going to get a 40 point swing. I mean, that, my goodness. But yeah, I, th- I think, and it's those little plays during the game, especially on games um, that are close. And, and we'll talk about the games coming up too. You know, districts rolling around and, and you guys, uh, as, as you know, looking to get one of those top two seeds to host a playoff game because it's very important. Um, to have that hosting, because especially the travel and your fans being able to be there and all that. Um, and so those kind of things are going to be the big difference in between that second and third possibly seed there. Yeah. Um, and the defense, of course, was was. I don't I don't just say this because of coach defense. It's this has been the most fun I've ever had coaching football with this defense, Brett, because it's just been so fun to watch them. Coach Collins and I were talking about this, our defense coordinator, David Collins. We, we were talking about the fact that the funnest thing about Friday, the, the best thing about watching our film back was there was ne- – we didn't take a single playoff. Like, you watch teams, and even us at times, you know, there, there are plays maybe somebody takes off. I don't know that I ever saw anybody take a playoff on Friday, and it, it really is fun. You know, it's one thing to score a bunch of points on offense, but when you're getting onside kicks and you're blocking punts and you're – uh, recovering fumbles and having big fourth down stops like you had at the end of the game. That makes it so much more fun. It makes it so much more worth it. And, and it's been so great to watch our defense play. But I was super happy for a couple of kids. Jonas Saravi, who uh, was a starting linebacker early, he's a young kid. He's a sophomore. Uh, needed to fix some things. Pushed back into action last week. Had nine tackles, a leading tackler. Had a tackle for loss. He had a big sack on the first couple of drives down there to, to make it a long third down for them. Um, and just played really well. Uh, our secondary guys, Marlon Rataj has been playing really well um, at, at free safety. And He's also your punter, too, on special teams. has done a really good job there yeah, as well. Yeah, there you go. But the two of the kids that really – the stat line won't show what they did Friday night, but Xavier Kendrick and Carlos Affrey, they followed around their two best players all night. And, you know, number seven for them was a kid that we really wanted to keep under control. We felt like he was kind of the engine that – that kept that, they got their offense going, Riley. Yeah, Riley, and, and he, he kicked for them too. He did kick for him. He was, he was the everywhere for them. Yeah, and so, but offensively, he really wasn't a huge factor. I mean, I, I, I so kudos to, to Carlos and Xavier for that. I'll tell you this: um, I, when I when we did the stats for the defense on Friday uh, for the game. The entire game, Atlanta ran 40, um, 45. Let me see. Hold on. Sorry. 
42 plays. Okay, they ran 42 plays for 306 yards. Um, but three plays accounted for 205 yards. Yeah, those are the three big runs. The, the yeah. three big ones. And, and look, you're going to give up big ones to a team like that. I mean, they're just so stinking fast. It was hard to do. But if you take those three away, on forty-two, the other 42 plays of the game, they only had 101 yards. And that's just yeah. – Well, that's, that's you, mentioned Af- you mentioned Affrey too, and it's, he was got to be gassed because he took a lot of load last night at tailback, um, had a lot of carries. Uh, he had uh, Watley have the fumble early, and so – Afri was carrying the load last night, and uh, so him being able to do that on defense, I mean, I don't know. I, he must have had a, a long night in the ice bath because he was, I'm sure, worn out. <laughs> well, I, I remember at halftime, um, he, the coaches were sitting there talking about some stuff, and he walked up and he said, hey, is there any way that you can get you guys can get me a break on special teams? And we were like, Carlos, we have next week off, man. He goes, oh, yeah, and he was good to go. Like He's like, okay, I'm, I got next week to rest. He didn't care, but he did. You mentioned 15 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns, and just the the 33 yard touchdown run was one of the best runs. I know one of our coaches, Kyle Copeland, who came over this year, said it's been a long time since he's seen a cut like that because we were running a sweep to the right. He yeah, just he, happened to see the back door cut and he was gone. Well, it was Atlanta's whole defense had had swung over to that right side, and he just immediately cut back, and there was nobody on the left. I mean, it was a great move. I, uh, it was one of those you just had a he, you could tell he had a feel for it. He he felt it that was all closing down. He just cut back immediately. Uh, it was very impressive. Um, now you you talk about the Watley and Afri combination. Of course, uh, Durrett was out. Um, yep. Going to have a few weeks off, and it'll be good to have him back. But what you're developing right here is a lot of depth at that tailback position. Man, you know it's it's funny because. It was direct, and we going into the year. We were worried, like, what are we going to do? I, I mean, Trey Wiley's been so stinking good early in the year. I'm not sure we expected him to be getting carries on Friday nights yet, but he's, you know, the second leading rusher on the team, maybe even close to the top now after with, with Braxton missing last week. But you know, Carlos uh, is a young cat too, man. He's just a sophomore, and um, you know, he he is he's special, and and it, we're excited about the fact that we went from okay, what do we have depth-wise to now we got three guys we got to get the ball to. Um, and and he earned himself a few more carries on Friday with his performance for sure. Even Coach Ryle told the in the in the post-game huddle, told the team, uh, he said, I think Carlos may have earned a few more carries tonight. Uh, so uh, well, I'm I like, expecting big things. I was going to say, what I like too, I saw uh, Braxton before the, uh, talking to Trey. Um, and he, he I talked to him a little bit pre-game and – you know, because I, I like to give him a hard time because Braxton's one of those kids. It's like he is full to the wall. Like he is going to run the wall over before he quits. Like, and I know you yeah. see it all the time. I've seen him on the basketball court. I've seen him on the football field now. And so he was telling me, he said, oh, Trey's got this. He's going to he's going to do fine. He, and he was confident in his guys that he was going to be out taking care of himself. But he had guys in there. To, and I think that's a great leadership quality that he's, you know, He's not down. He's just over there cheering and supporting. He was there pregame with them. Um, great teammate. Um, and I saw he was a captain of the game the other night. And so I think um, you've got three guys that will be returning next year. I mean, you, you you have them all back. So I don't think running back is going to be a problem. Yeah, and, you know, it, you mentioned Braxton being a captain. He's actually one of the voted captains. You know, we, we vote awesome. three captains being the year. And, and it's – I'm not going to say it's not – yeah, I'm not gonna say it's rare for a junior to be a captain. It's one of the first ones I can remember in a long time to get voted in as captain. That's 
that says a lot about him. And you're right with him being out. He he getting to hear him in pregame talking to Trey and other guys too. I mean, he plays a little defense for us. He knows the position on defense. So talking to some of our outside backers and making sure they were set up, it was it was great. He, he's even you know he's coming to me before games and. I used to coach running backs, now Coach Ryle does, but he would come to me and he would say, hey, you know, walk walk me through the pass pro again so I can make sure Trey knows, I can make sure Carlos knows it. So it says a ton about him. And if you know Braxton, you know that's that's just how he is. Um, but it was a big win, man. I, I will say this. I know it was one that, that as a coaching staff we wanted to get. After losing that one last year the way we did, we felt like we outplayed them except for, you know, a few minutes, especially at the end. Well, y'all deserve um, that one too, because after the Grace loss there, that oh, I feel like you guys outplayed them for the majority of the game and just kind of stalled mm-hmm. out there at the end. But um, I think that that win doesn't make that one go away, but it it makes it puts it a little bit farther away than it than it was. Well, here's the thing about the Grace game is is kind of like faith, also, right? Like those are games you want to win. Um, it didn't hurt you to lose them. And I think what the Atlanta game showed was that we learned from it, that mm-hmm. that we were able to – not that we gave up in those games, but we talked about not taking plays off. We didn't take any plays off in this game, and I think that's something we learned from that was was that we needed to be that way and we needed to do that, and we did. I thought it was great. Uh, so now we get the week off. Um, well needed. So, uh, our so I, I, let's let me ask you this. Let me turn on week off. Off in the life of coach week off though is it i mean no no we're still practicing you know i mean we're 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 not gonna we're gonna take wednesday off um you know monday and tuesday will be shorter days because it's also our senior trip right so all of our seniors are gone until thursday night uh they're in colorado so uh we just fortunately on the defensive side where i really care about right um our front seven guys are all here except for one so we're able to to get in and really get some good work in uh, Monday and Tuesday and even Thursday. Um, but Monday and Tuesday we'll practice. Wednesday will be off. That'll be great. Thursday we do have middle school games at home. Middle school is playing Tatum on Thursday night, so we'll be there for that. And I'll probably have to do a little PA, get the uh, get the old golden pipes loose uh, for Thursday. Um, and then Friday the seniors will be back, and we'll go – we'll actually have a little two-hour practice on Friday um, to get, get geared up for Arlington Grace Prep. We've already traded film with those guys, so we're ready to – the breakdown and we actually did that on Monday. So we're ready to, to now, uh, tell us, tell us about them. Are they, are they a classification above you guys, right? If I remember no, correctly. they're actually, no, we're the same class. Um, it's a different, different district. Yeah. They're in the district that, that we would meet in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, they were a team that finished second in their district last year. Uh, they were a potential playoff opponent for us last year. Um, and they lost in the last week of the season uh, to Lake country who we ended up, you know, having to play and, and beat in the first round. Um, but you know, Grace Prep's a school that that, I mean, really, Brett, you know this a little bit, even though you don't you haven't been in it long. The private schools in Dallas have so much easier access to kids that just come and go whenever they want to, and so from year to year, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, they may have ten new kids. I know a couple of years ago they had like twenty seven or twenty eight transfers come in in one year, uh, which obviously that's a little that's a little fishy to have that's that many. Lot. That's like Colorado that's level. Whole, that's a whole team. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but, you know, looking at them, I think we match up really well with them. I think it'll be a fun um, – they're they're athletic. You know, they're somewhere between Atlanta and, and what we saw in White Oak probably. Um, so, it's I – mean, that's a huge gap, I guess. But um, <laughs> I, was, I was asking, like, between them, okay, let's see. 
That's mm. that's like eighty percent of the teams. Uh, but but anyway, um, it'll be a fun game, man. It'll be a great homecoming game. We have a big crowd, obviously, and so I'm excited about that. But um, I guess the biggest thing about the bye week for me is Saturday uh, going to watch a little Kansas and Texas. Uh, oh, you're going? I'm Saturday. jealous. Yeah, so that'll be that's the yeah. that's the trick. Uh, uh, my son and his his buddy Cam Rye will be him. Me and my wife will take uh, Luke and Cam and and. Um, We'll go watch a Texas game Saturday, so it'll be fun. I just feel uh, so sorry for you there, Coach. I, I, just... I know that's 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 tough. Um, and they were free tickets too, so that that makes it even worse. So wow, we'll go from there. Wow. Yeah. Sweet I've tickets. Never... I'll, I'll send you pictures of all my food. Uh, oh man, I see. I've actually never been to a game in Austin, uh, Texas football game. I've, we'd always go with my family. We would go to the, the Waco trip because that was the shortest, yeah. and the fact that we always beat Baylor every year. That was back. When they were really bad, when the you know Texas would go in and win 50, 60 to seven, <laughs> or it was it was a big blowout. So I, I um, will warn you, easy on the Baylor comments on the Brookhill fans. There's a there's a lot of there's a big Baylor community here. Well, not I, much with say, Texas I, community. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not I'm, I'm not bad on Baylor. I just said that's why we picked that game. Yeah, no, for no, sure. No Baylor, they they probably know that back then that you know Baylor's been been up and down, and I, they've they've kind of. Start off tough this year. I don't, I don't know what's going on down there in, in Waco, but they got that but nice right. stadium. Though. In the 80s and 90s, uh, it was not good in Texas and yeah. Baylor. But uh, So that'll be me, but uh, it'll be fine. Uh, it, it'll be a good way to, to kind of rest a little bit anyway. Um, let's let's talk. As we wrap up football, we got to only get to a few other things too. But uh, you mentioned the broadcast. You guys will not be with us this week against Grace Prep or next week against Grace Prep, but you will be with us the following three games at Dallas Covenant, at home for Dallas Christian, at the Village School in Houston. Three straight weeks of broadcast on NetSN with, with you. And uh, I think of a couple of different partners in that stretch, right? Yeah, it's going to depend on uh, kind of how it falls. Uh, me and Rob will be traveling together. My uh, buddy is my camera guy. And so uh, we'll be in the on the lookout for a broadcast partner. You so know what? Anybody, yeah, if any, you're we haven't talked my, about this, but if, if you have any interest in helping out with NetSN uh, on the Village game, this could be your big break. You might get signed to uh, ESPN. You yeah. could be the next. Uh, I don't know. Well, we know we know we're probably on ESPN in Mexico, so I mean, I'm sure the the highlights are going there. Of course, we might be in some other countries after this last week's game. I don't know, um, but yeah. So if you're if you're interested, you're going to be at the game, and uh, you you like to sit in the booth and and talk football with me uh, i'd love to have you uh join us and reach out to coach hubbard and he can get you uh get you signed up i'll screen them for you because I, I i i'm already in my head thinking of a few guys who may send me a text and say hey i'll do it and i'm like sorry chad grubbs you're not doing it. i don't want to say names but sorry chad it's <laughs> wow, not you <laughs> man that's harsh uh, but we're looking forward to that a lot of things coming up um for between brook hill and edison and then and uh, and Football playoffs will be on NSN. So Absolutely. wherever wherever Brookhill football goes, we will travel with them. Hopefully, will be a home game the first one. But uh, we're, either, we're hoping e- for either way, we will be uh, following the guard throughout the playoffs uh, this playoff season. So no worries. The out of the last five games, we'll have three of those on NSN, and then any other extracurricular games will also be on NSN. So we're excited about that and. I'm excited to see this team uh, continue to play well. We're going to get a home game. Don't worry. Uh, we don't want to make it travel um, in the playoffs. 
Um, let's talk a little volleyball. You did mention, speaking of Ned SN and Brook Hill, October 10th, uh, Brook Hill and All Saints uh, there at, in, uh, at, at uh, Harrington Gymnasium will be on Ned SN. Also, mm-hmm. October 20th at home against Dallas Christian. And that's really the last district game. So, really, volleyball is getting in the home stretch here. They're, they're through the first round, kind of. I'll get, I'll get there in a minute. But they played everybody in the district has played six district games. Um, McKinney Christian and Prince of Peace are both sitting at 6-0. and Brookhill and Dallas Christian are tied at 4-2. and There's two teams below that at 2-4, and four, which is um, it's Vanguard and I believe Covenant. Uh, and then at 0-6 are All Saints and Shelton. So Brookhill's really in a good spot, Brett, going into the second round. Uh, they're off this week, obviously, because of the senior trip. They do play Saturday afternoon, so it's a little different. If you want to catch Brookhill Volleyball, Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock at McKinney Christian. McKinney Christian, one of the better teams in the state, especially in our classification, but I would say overall. And when they came to Bullard in the first district game this year, it was – I've said, you've heard me say this, Brett, like volleyball is kind of a harsh sport to where you can play really well and still lose it 3-1 to one or 3-0 oh, and it looks oh, bad. Yeah. But- you lose – but you can go all the way and get <laughs> – you know, lose 25-23 and – you know, 25, 22, and then, but it, it doesn't matter how much you win by, you still get a whole game. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It, it's a tough place to go play. I get it. It's a long trip and all that kind of stuff and a lot of adversity in doing that. But that's Saturday. Um, but the the important thing for me, Brett, is that talking to, to Coach Mika Hubbard over the last few weeks and kind of hearing where she's at with it, last year this is a team that missed the playoffs. Now you're sitting here with about four weeks left, three to four weeks left, you're two games out of first place, and you get both first-place teams still on the schedule. Um, but more importantly, you're two ahead of the, the fifth-place team, and you have a tiebreaker over both those teams tied for fifth. So you're really in the driver's seat. Here's the great news. If you just do what you did in the first round again, you're in the playoffs. And that's that's a huge step. And our kids, our girls have worked very hard to get there. They're so much fun to watch. But if you can if you can get in the playoffs and Brett, you know this. Once you get in the postseason, anything can happen. Right. Yeah. It's it's one of those things like you catch a catch fire at the right time. Um, you know, especially in volleyball, you you can like we just talked about. All you need to do is win a game. Doesn't matter if you lose one game, twenty five to nine. You come back, and win the next one, twenty three to or twenty five twenty three. You're still one one even, even though you may have yep. had trouble that first game. So it's just very different the way volleyball is, and it it. You know, you can catch a server and catches on fire and, and, you know, gets, you know, five, six, seven row aces. I mean, it, it's it's a different it's a different game than some of the other ones, but it's, it's exciting. And uh, I'm excited for the uh, volleyball girls there. there it's, that's awesome. I know you probably have some of those in basketball. And and so, yeah, you yeah. you know, those girls really well. Well, beyond that, just watching them work all summer, like uh, when we, we had Coach Kofor on the beginning of the podcast, I think, episode two. But. Watching them come in and work all summer, not just basketball girls, but volleyball girls, not just volleyball, but soft. Every girl athlete that we have, with the exception of one or two who may have been working or whatever, they were there almost on a daily basis. It was the best attended summer workouts we've had. It was the best attended, not just the best attended, but the best effort that our female athletes have had, especially in the nine years I've been there. I can't speak for before that. They're whatever. But in the last nine years, it was hands down the best I've seen. And that's paying off. And it's – and is it <laughs> – as another girls coach, I'm excited because I'm hoping it's going to – I'm going to see that jump too, right? Like, volleyball's taking the next step. Basketball needs to take a step. Volleyball – I mean, uh, bat, uh, softball. Cheer won state last year. So, we're like 
we're getting there on the female well, side, and it's, and it's great to and, see them do that. Well, and the momentum can flow right into the next sport. You know, volleyball oh, does sure. well; they make the playoffs. They, they maybe they win a game or two, um, and then they come right into basketball, hungry and ready to go. And so it gets you a little bit ahead of the game. Yeah, those once you get the competitive juices going, it's hard to stop it, right? And so it's definitely happening on the girls' side right there with that. But you mentioned we mentioned the broadcast on October twentieth. So with us being on senior trip, we're missing a, a game this week. Um, it's supposed to be Dallas Christian, it's supposed to be the last one. So the way that's working on the schedule, and I know there's a lot of different schedules out there. Even you and I had this talk because of the broadcast. So now the way the end of the season is going to work is on October 19th. That's a Thursday. Brook Hill will travel to Dallas Christian for the first of two meetings. The next night, October 20th, Dallas Christian will come here for the second of those two meetings. So you're going to get back-to-back days against the team you're tied with for third place. And if things go the way they did the first round, that's going to be – it's two nights a, in a row for third it place. Be a seeding game, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, those will be a big two nights uh, for Brook Hill. So but how does two, that work in, if, if they split uh, and it happens to be a tie? How does that have a third one? They, they'd play a third one, um, and, and it would be probably the next week. There's We finish on October 20th, and I think the certification day is not till the 27th. Okay. Uh, so so there would be some time built in there uh, to play a third one. But um, – you know, it, it, it could be a huge week. And, and um, what gives me confidence is last week when we talked to Coach Hubbard, we knew that Tuesday night we were hosting Waco Vanguard, a team that swept us last year. Uh, and they were in, they were a playoff team last year. And not only did we beat them on Tuesday, we swept them. But it was – I didn't feel like it was competitive, Brett. Like we, we've just grown so much. The gap between the top and us has, has gotten so much shorter now that uh, – it's it's been so fun to watch them play, and uh, excited, just know, excited about what they're going to do. I know it has something to do with this Hubbard name. You get put, put all these Hubbards around Brookhill, and things get better. I don't know about that. I, you know, I, I'll say this: uh, the one I live with is the one that's got the state championship. So I'm chasing that, and volleyball's chasing that. We're all chasing that at this point. So uh, I'm but, sure you have to hear about that all the time too. You know, she usually doesn't say much. It's just the ring kind of gets shown in my face sometimes. I don't uh, know. It's it's kind of weird. Uh, but it happens. Uh, so that's volleyball. Check them out Saturday, and then we'll be back in action, uh, regular scheduling uh, next week, and we'll talk to Coach Hubbard about that. It is, as I mentioned, it's kind of rare that we're not talking to any coaches today, but it's just with the bye week and different schedules. It's like, okay, Brett, let's just handle it today. Uh, by the way, I said it was going to be short, and we're probably going as long as anybody has ever gone, but whatever. Well, you um, get us together, and it's just going to happen that way. <laughs> I mean, it's it just, does happen. It's fun. I do want to also mention uh, cross country did compete this past weekend. They were in Jacksonville uh, at the Indian run. And it was coach white mentioned this last week. It was a weird deal. Middle school competed on Thursday, varsity competed on Friday. So two different days. Um, and on the middle school level, Addie green, who has just had a phenomenal year, seventh grader finished third in the girls division. Uh, Austin Foster was our, our highest uh, ranked boy finisher at 28th on the upper school level. Koju Abagunde finished 22nd. Cole Stansberry, uh, the highest finishing boy at 43rd. And so another, you know, Coach White's real big on this peaking at the right time. And we know that they're getting to the point where district will be coming up soon. They're off this week again, like everybody else, apparently. And then October 5th, they'll be in action at Lindell. And then I think district may be the week after that. So they're kind of, they're kind of peaking right now, as he always likes to say, they're uh, getting ready to run their best, but, um, I don't claim to be this huge cross country guy because that seems awful. To so me. I, have a, I have a question for you then. Yeah. So 
you mentioned, uh, I believe, Addie Green as, as a seventh grader. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the times that he sent, and she's not far off of the high school times. No, she's. it's funny, man, because he and, and Coach always talks about this. Our middle school kids are, are just competitors, and they work hard. Uh, they, they do a great job. Yeah, you mentioned this. So Addie I didn't, finished. I didn't know third. what grade she was in. You said seven. I was thinking maybe she was an eighth grader, but no. Addie's a seventh grader, and, and um, she ran a fifteen forty one, and a fifteen forty one probably puts her in the top twenty five or thirty at the high school level. That's... Uh, at, at that meet specifically, and, and I think at other meets she's done well. But it's kind of a weird track too, right? He was talking last week about the uphill. It, it, it's a lot like our home course, which I think it's probably hilly. helped. That. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had some of my, um, you know, I work at Chapel Hill and I have some tech students and a couple of them run cross country and I asked them about the meet and they're like, oh, it was hilly. It was a tough <laughs> one. So, so I, I, I got firsthand and how, how hilly that thing was. And if you're not training for those hills, man, that's, I mean, I, I can't even, I'd look at the hill and I'd be like, can I just walk up this hill? I don't want to run up there. Well, they're going to be a golf cart somewhere, right? Uh, you can ride on to the top, or maybe I'll just wait at the bottom until you get down. I, whatever <laughs> you need, to, do whatever you got to do up there, and I'll meet you at the bottom. Um, but so they're off this week, as I mentioned. October fifth, the high school will be back in action. Not real sure about middle school, but um, I, I did. By the way, full disclosure, saw a little bit of middle school volleyball tonight. Recording this on Monday night, I got to watch the seventh grade uh, in action against Frankston. They got a win in their first game, and then I had to get out of there for some other things, but. Uh, Congratulations to them. Middle school football on Thursday. Uh, be taking on Tatum, so come out to Harrington Stadium and watch a little bit of that. Um, and just a lot of things going on, man. It's, it's a great a great time. This is a great time of year. I, it's my favorite from the beginning of October until Christmas. It's my favorite time of year at Brook Hill. There's just so much going on athletically and then at the school with Founders Day and the golf tournament and all kind of things. And I and love we talk, it. We talked about the app. Go ahead and download the app right now. So you can go try to see if you can beat Coach Hubbard in his picks this week. It's not hard. It's not <laughs> hard right now. I went ten and zero a few weeks ago, and I started bragging, and it's been downhill ever since then. Um, that, that, somehow that always gets gets you back. Like you start, like I feel like that's the way it was me. I was, you know, I was, I was way ahead, and then then had a bad week, and this this Diggs guy is catching me, and I, I can't let him, I can't let him pass me because now I've I've called him out from going over to DFW and I, that he couldn't compete, and, and he's moving up the board. So here's what I'm going to do, Brett. Talking about people downloading the app, we get we get a, a fair amount of listeners on the show. You've seen the numbers. We, we're doing pretty well. Um, yeah. If we can get ten new Brickhill vote or two, ten new Brickhill uh, competitors in the Pick'em contest this week, um, I'll personally take care of the one who does the best uh, oh. at the cabin at the coffee shop this week. Man, so, uh, you know, just a small thing, but. If we can get 10 new competitors, um, I'll take care of the one who wins out of those 10, personally. Maybe I'll make Coach Dawkins do it. But someone will take care of you. This has, it has to be a new competitor, though, right? It has to, be, it has to be new ones. But the old, the old competitors that are in there, Leland and, and uh, Chris, if they win, and but there's 10 new competitors, I'll take care of them. They've so, got to recruit some, though. They've got to they recruit, need to recruit some. some. They need to recruit yeah. some. And, uh, you know, there, there were a lot of guys there at the game the other night talking to me about, different things and i mentioned the app to them so they have no excuse not to be on the app this week's uh, a this tough week. this week's a tough slate too 
It is a tough slate, which means I, I mean that's an opportunity, Brett. Challenges yeah, are just opportunities in, in in disguise. Yep. Uh, they're actually it's a really tough week. It's a tough week to pick games. <laughs> it is It'll be very, fine. It's probably it's probably the toughest week for me of of all the weeks because of the variety of classifications. You've got to be well versed in uh, East do. Texas football. You have to know or be willing to call somebody who knows. Uh, and by the way, that's not me. Call somebody else. But uh, anyway. Man, it's been a great week. I, Brett, I appreciate you coming on tonight. And uh, we have we have talked way too much, but that's okay. We love it. And uh, I once again, I do appreciate everybody who listens. I It means a lot to me, and, and Brett's heard me say this. It, it, mean, it does mean a lot to me that I hear people – or like I, I have people tell me how much they enjoy the podcast or they text me or they tell, or they tell my wife or whoever. Man, it, it's not about us. Like we're having a good time with it, and that's the best part about it is that we get to – you and I kind of nerd out about this stuff and, and we love it. But at the same time, it's just getting our kids out there. And, and that's yeah. the best thing about it. It um, really is. And, and I want to say that, you know, I've got lots of compliments uh, as well. Um, and, and Jeremy's doing a great job. So make sure y'all uh, help him out by sharing this podcast out with everybody that, you know, um, we love to see the, the uh, listeners in, increase every week. So, um, you know, he does a lot of this, on his own time and it's for the school um as you know he has a lot of different jobs at the school and this is just something he's taking on extra so uh help jeremy out and share this out and get it out the the word out on to all the brookhill faithful and and everybody in texas i i I try to tell everybody even if you're not in brookhill uh just to know what's going on over there um because you guys got a lot of great stuff I've lived here my whole life in East Texas, and some of the things that I've learned over the last year that you guys have going on, I, I didn't know anything about. So, um, I just we appreciate you guys uh, letting us help you guys out. And this is the end of episode six. It has felt like much more than six episodes. I am pumped about it. And here, here is to six hundred. Well, maybe not six hundred. That's a lot of years, but here's <laughs> to a lot more um, than episode six. And uh, for Brett Swinney, so long. We'll see you next time here on Fire the Cannon. Have you sustained a bone joint work or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea.